Well, I've been uh, ill most of the week. You might be able to tell by uh, my voice. And uh, today is kind of the first day I've had a shower and put some clean clothes on. So I feel I, I feel quite new, and that'll be quite relevant a little bit later on when we look at scripture. Um, um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, there's just been a lot going on. I felt ill. I, I thought yesterday I might have to give Richard the call and say, sorry, Richard, over to you this morning. But uh, uh, I, I made it through. And it was interesting, actually, because somebody sent me a, uh, a message and saying, if you rub Vicks on the bottom of your feet, it helps with a cough. Um, so I did that. But I also prayed. And, uh, and it, it, it's interesting what we rely on, isn't it? Because I want to tell you about the Vic. But I also want to tell you about God who answers prayer. Okay? And that's, that's really important. And, and I want us to be living in the spiritual realm rather than the physical because we think of physical a lot and not much of spiritual. I, I wasn't here last week because I was ill. <laughs> but somebody, uh, I think, um, who spoke, um, Gordon, and he spoke on giving. And um, uh, Franz said, he said one line, that giving is supernatural. Yeah. And... Today I'm going to look at, we're going to be looking at outreach. And I want to say to you, outreach is supernatural. Yes, it, is. it really is supernatural. But lots of the times we struggle because we try and do it in the natural. Very good. Okay? And we need to be supernaturally minded. Come on. Okay? And uh, I want us to look at that today, um, outreach. I was just thinking about it. Richard's spoken about it recently. Bill's spoken about it recently. Uh, we... We've been singing a song, haven't we, the last couple of weeks about I Speak Jesus. Yep. And that's really inspired me. Come on. Okay, because it's not about looking inwardly, it's about looking outwardly and speaking Jesus to people. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, some of those words in that song, he's the healer. Yes, Broken hearted. Do we really believe that? Yeah. Because if we do, we speak about it. Come on. Okay? And I, that's what I want us to be about. When I see the Hope logo, what's the Hope logo all about? What's the O say? What is it? Ripples out. Okay. And we've got Alex and Dima about the external ripples, haven't we? Go into other countries. What about the, the middle? What's that? That's home, isn't it? And I'm glad Jim said what he did this morning. Okay. Because we've been, okay, we've been building. But now there's time for us to be seeing some miraculous stuff. And are we up for that? Because yes, I have to say, are. if we're not up for it, I don't want to be here. Come on. Okay? I really don't. Come on. Because it's time for us to be moving out, folks. Yes. And taking Jesus out. Okay? And things happening from here. Yeah. Okay? In the presence of God. Very good. Okay? And that's what I really want to see. Uh, so I just want I want us to look at um, three passages. Uh, just really quickly. We're going to have a little bit of teaching. If I'm able to teach, then a little bit of personal, a uh, little bit of my experience, okay, just to share with you. And we should be done by half eleven. The other later on is going to clear off, okay? All right? Okay. So I'm just going to read some quick things for you, okay? First of all, it says Luke 9. This is, sorry, I haven't given these over this morning. My head hasn't been with us. Um, my family aren't here this morning because we've just... As I was coming out, we just had um, a bloke in one of their houses who was just taking an overdose. So they're all with him, trying to sort him out. So I've just been, you know, it's, um, 
there's a battle going on. And I want to encourage you to get involved in a battle. And uh, let's not just be... Um, so my head's been all over the shop, and yeah, I haven't prepared that well with people at the back, so my apologies. Uh, Luke 9, 1 says this, And he called the twelve together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no stuff, no bag, no bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And whatever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they have departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Okay, over the page in my Bible, might be a couple on yours, it says, Luke 10, it says this, (coughs) And the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead, two by two, into every town and place where uh, he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labours are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no bag money, no knapsack, no sandal, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter first, say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, I will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the labourers deserve his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you, heal the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive it, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to your feet, we wipe uh, against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. And then the, the last reading, the one that everybody knows, the Great Commission. Uh, now, uh, the 11 disciples uh, went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when he saw them, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, Authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. (coughs) Okay. And what what I want to do this morning is encourage you. Okay. I'm not here to bash you. I think that's the worst thing you can do. Okay. But it's just to encourage you. And why do I say to encourage you? Because out of this, okay, it's healthy for the body. It's healthy for the church to grow, or else we become a bunch of weirdos. If we don't have new people in, we become stagnant and we become weird. Okay? And that is a fact. And some of you are turning that way already. (laughs) But but, but, but we, we need new people. We always need new people. We need a flow, a flow in and out. And I don't know whether you see with Alex and Dima, when they speak, there's a joy. There's a joy. And sometimes, because in the natural, when we think about reaching out, we think it's a chore, we think it's awful, we think it's difficult, and we, oh, I can't do it. But when, we, when we're 
when we supernaturally reach out, we will receive joy and we will see miracles. Okay, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And also because we're commanded and instructed to. Okay? And I want to tell you that Christianity isn't about self. <laughs> Jesus laid aside his majesty for me and you. Yeah, and your life is going to be about others. If it's about you, you're in trouble. Okay? It's about others. All right? Um, and let's just have a quick look at those, some of those passages. Okay? Uh, because there's some similarities that will really help us as well. Because it's not about the end game. You know, when we're talking about outreach, we think, right, I've got to save this person. And, you know, it's not that at all. It's just about being Jesus in that situation. I, I, was, at a, uh, was with a, uh, a woman, a, a brethren woman once, and she gave this quote, and it really just hit me. She, say, she said, I met this bloke, and I gave him the gospel really hard. <laughs> okay? And it horrified me. Yeah. It horrified me. I just... You know, sometimes we just feel as if we're going to be sick on people. And I just think it's not that. It's about, it's about listening. It's about listening. And when we listen, we can give some of God's goodness if we're open. Okay? A lot of it's about listening. It's not, right, I've got something to give you and I'm going to give it to you. Okay? Um, there might be times for that. I'm not against that. You know, when you see some blokes preaching on the street just giving it nobody's listening um you know I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong but listen listen and feel people a bit know what they're uh, they're doing so let me let's just start before i go off on one and uh, we could be all over the shop he says first of all in the first one he called the 12 together okay in the 11th one he appointed them it all starts with the power of god Okay, that he wants to give you something. So again, it's not you reaching out. It's the power of God. Okay, in, so in the first one, he called, the, he called them together and gave them power and authority over demons to cure diseases. He gave them something. You only give something to somebody if it's been given to you by God himself. Okay, and if he gives you authority to say it. Don't try in your own strength, because I can tell you there's nothing in you that will unlock anybody. It's all from God himself. Okay? It's all from God himself. Okay? And he appointed the 72. You know, earlier on, a couple of weeks back, Tom spoke on prayer. Okay? I'm glad we start with prayer. We've got to start with prayer. We don't start with prayer, we're in trouble. And do you know what prayer does? It unites us. And we feel God speaking to us as a community. One of the biggest beefs I have in the Christian world today is people saying, God told me. And they keep telling me that God speaks to them individually. But I want to hear God speaking to us corporately. Yeah, come on. And when we're together in prayer, God will speak to us corporately. And there is real strength and power in that. Yeah. Okay? Because we're here together. And we can't deny that, can we? But sometimes when people say they hear God, sometimes it's a bit fluffy. I'm not saying God doesn't. But you have to question it sometimes. Yeah. But when we're together and hear God speak, man, we can move. Okay? So, that, so come in together to pray. Let's host that presence, as Jim was saying, for us to move. Because I'm hearing that. We're, we're, we're going to be moving. Yeah. And that excites me. Okay? All right? Jesus with the 
the commission, he took them in the mountain, up the mountain, to pray where they worshipped him. And he said, I am with you. How do we know the Great Commission isn't just for those disciples at that time? Because he said, I am with you to the end of time, forever, always. That's for you and me. So when we go out, he is with us. Make sure he is. <laughs> Make sure this isn't your, uh, hey, this is about me. Because unfortunately, there's no power in that. So, so I want to say to you, he empowers us. He anoints us. He releases us. And he gives us authority. And I want to say, that's on a daily basis. That's on a daily basis. Okay? So, let's get to the presence of God. The source. The source. Another important thing for us in these passages is, and I'll say this to you. In the chapter 9, take nothing for the journey. Chapter 10, we read, you're as lambs go into the wolves. Take no money bag with you and there's a list of no other things to take with you. In the Great Commission, it says, all I have commanded you. I want to say to you, by the way, there's three Ps. Presence is the first one. Second one is poverty. You've got nothing. You've got absolutely nothing. Remember that. There's no power in you except the power from God that flows through. Okay? So realize your weakness. Okay? And I want to say to you, if you feel something about somebody, if you feel a compassion for somebody, sometimes the first thing we'll do is tap your pockets for, oh, wonder if I could get them a drink, get them a meal. Okay? Get rid of all that rubbish. There's something in you that's greater. Very good. Okay? All right? Bit like the bit like the lame man. I ain't got no money for you. That's what he was wanting. I've got something far greater. Yeah. Okay, are we prepared to do that? Okay. And I want to say to you, move when you don't even know what's ahead. So if you've got compassion for somebody, okay, move. What I'm talking about there is you may see somebody in the street, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm overcome with compassion for Chris. I'm going to walk up to him. I'm going to start a conversation, not knowing where I'm going. But there's something in me that God is wanting to, to bring out. How are you doing, Chris? But I can go up. Oh, I'll do this in my own strength. I'll buy him a drink. And uh, you need some jeans, Chris. You're looking pretty scabby. You know, get, get him some, do you know what I mean? And, and you can go in that mindset of fixing it itself. And it's garbage. But that's what we can get used to. And I want to say, realize your own poverty. Right, Lord, I'm talking. I'm, I'm looking for you. What have you got for me to give to this person? Because what I give won't change anything, but what you give, man, okay? It might be something physical. It might just be listening to what they've got to say. It might be a hug at the end of it. Do you know what? That really makes me weep hearing that. But it's engaging with people, not trying to fix people. Not trying to fix them, okay? So there's no, no power in the new nature. Be reliant on him. Okay? Be frightened. <laughs> Be frightened. Okay? And wait for revelation. Lean on him. And the priority, folks. It's really interesting here. And I want you to, I want you to take this. He's, listen to this in, in chapter 9, which I read. And he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over demons to cure diseases. 
Okay? He gave them power over those things, but he didn't say do it. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. So he gave them the power to do stuff, but he didn't say do that. He said, go and proclaim the kingdom. Okay? And heal diseases. Okay? And he says says in the, the next one, heal the sick and say the kingdom of God is near. Okay? So we've got to talk kingdom. Okay? We haven't got to go and drive out demons. We haven't got to go and raise the dead. We've got to talk about the kingdom. All right? We've got to talk, Jesus. And we are in a society at the moment that know nothing about the kingdom. We've got to talk about that. We've We've got to engage with people about that. And I want to say, when you do that, the other things will flow. They will flow. And what I, what I mean by that is, is um, well, I'll come to that in a second. So, again, what did it say in the Great Commission? Disciple people and baptizing them. Okay? It doesn't say anything about the power that you should be using. Okay? And what I mean by that is sometimes we, we, we're, we're, we're so, we can be so task orientated. We can see somebody who we think, you know, our person's got a demon. Let's go and drive that out. No, it's not what we're instructed to do with when I read this bit. It's going, let's talk about the kingdom. Let's talk about the kingdom. But let's see what happens after that. Okay, what happens after, after chapter 9? Okay, on their return, so when it, this is when he sent the apostles out. On their return, um, the apostles told him all they had done. And he took them and withdrew to a to uh, Bethsaida, okay? So the apostles were sent out. They did the things that he said, and they went back and told Jesus. Okay, what do we tend to do? We tend to have a meeting and want to tell everybody what we've done. (laughs) But they went to Jesus and told him what had happened, okay? And then Jesus, Jesus then fed the 5,000 straight away. Why do you think he fed the 5,000? What was that all about? question but I can see you're not going to answer so what will I say (laughs) the bottom line is you can't provide the disciples couldn't provide for that for that hungry crowd but Jesus took what they had and he multiplied it okay so he was showing them about their poverty and what he can do with their poverty he multiplies okay Remember your poverty. Lean on God with all things. Chapter 10. They returned. They returned. What happened in chapter 10? Listen to this. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so they went out, saying the kingdom of God is near you. The 70 returned with joy. What's joy? I know this is really difficult for English people. Okay? Joy. Oh, yeah, okay. They returned with joy. The Lord had sent these 72 out and they returned with joy. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I didn't send you out to release demons. I said, I released you to go and uh, speak about the kingdom. 
But when you speak about the kingdom, more things happen. Okay? Demons responded in his name. Whoa. Wow, what an exciting church to be in. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to make that up, but I just think, are you listening to that? Yeah. Are you listening to that? When you engage, okay, with the kingdom of God, things will happen. Yeah. They will happen. Yeah, come on. And more will happen than you think. Yeah. And that's why they were joyful. Come on. It wasn't an evangelical kind of, <laughs> it, was, it was a real joy. Yeah. Flipping heck, can you see what? The power of God is doing to people. Can you see that? They return with joy and more. But listen to this as well. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We can have a tendency, folks, to make this about us. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that is really dangerous. Yeah. And that's where the problem occurs. Okay, because they're not subject to us. Let's remember that we're saved. And God is using us as vessels. But it's not about us because you're... There was poverty. <laughs> and we're relying on him. For him. And that's what it's about. And then what happened after the, uh, the Great Commission? What was the response to that? The disciples did many things, but what's our response to the Great Commission? What are we seeing? Okay? And, you know, um, I want to be seeing, I want to be seeing things. Okay? And um, I, I, I've been going through the Psalms recently. I found the Psalms really interesting. <laughs> And there's just, three, there's just three things in the Psalms I just want to read to you, uh, which hopefully will strengthen a little bit of what I've just said. And then I'm going to go into a little bit of personal stuff. Is that all right? Are we still with me? Are we doing okay? Okay. Right. Listen to this. Psalm 81, verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I've heard the expression, shut your mouth or I'll fill it. <laughs> but this is God saying, open your mouths and I will fill it. What a beautiful verse. What a beautiful verse. The Lord has rescued you from tyranny, from sin, from death. And he wants you to open your mouth, just like chicks waiting for their mother to feed them. Open your mouths, God wants to fill it. Okay, because there's nothing in your mouth to speak out. Open your mouths and fill it. What do we reckon of that? Okay. But the, the, issue, the issue that the children of Israel had is they had no faith. They there was unbelief. They doubted the word of God and his presence. Okay, and what happened to them? They went into the wilderness and they wandered for 40 years. And in some respects, I wonder whether we've been wondering, I'm not talking about us as a church, I'm talking about us in the West. We've been in the wilderness, okay? And shall I tell you what happens in the wilderness? There's squabbles, okay, over little things. Moses had to set up a group to deal with the squabbles. There was jealousy about Moses and Aaron. There was idol worship, stiff-necked people, moanings, murmurings, because it was all about self. 
Okay? Imagine what we can be like if we don't obey what God says. Okay? Okay? Talking about the children of Israel there, but can be talking about us and you and me. Okay? We've got a choice today of whether we live in the promised land, in battles, in struggles, and taking more ground, or we live in the wilderness, which is about self. What are you going to do? Where are you going to be? Because when we're in the promised land, it's about character building. And Alex and Dee, I'm not saying this is, you know, you're going to be learning lots more about yourself than other people. Because God is going to be shaping you and dealing with your characters. And it's beautiful. Okay? And sometimes we think it's about us going out to, to, to minister to people. And it is. But it'll be about you. Okay? And that's what the promised land is all about. God wants to work on us in all that. Psalm 105. Sorry, folks. This is the, I, I just wanted to share this. I just love being in the Psalms. I don't think I've ever read the Psalms from front to back before, but they're just, they're just, they're just great. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Tomorrow morning, Lord, your presence on these people here in what they do. May they have mouths wide open once they've cleaned their teeth <laughs> and be open to share you in any situation. Psalm 98, brilliant psalm, brilliant, brilliant psalm. Now, I'm not talking about the worshippers in the church here. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. I want to be singing some new songs. I'm not talking about worship leaders, don't panic. What What are new songs? It's something fresh and dynamic, okay? Occasions of new triumph. Very good. Very good. That's what a new song is. I don't want to be singing old songs about Christian great, great uh, people of the past and what they did. Muller and all that sort of stuff. Amazing stuff. But I want us to be singing our own songs. Yeah, come on. New songs. New battles won. Yes. Okay. All right. That's what it's about, folks. And that gives us joy. Because at the moment, I'm not uh, knocking you as people. We don't know how to do joy. (laughs) We're not very good at joy. Okay? All right. And don't forget those things, folks. That's just a little bit of teaching. I want to share to you about personal experience. Personal experience. And I've had a sermon now that I've been sat on for about six to eight years. And I've never... I've never kind of really shared it. I've never had the guts in church to share it, really. But it shaped me, okay? And I'm going to share it with you this morning, okay? About, probably about eight or nine years ago, when I was walking the streets with people and meeting with people, there's about a month that came by (coughs) where I met about eight, eight or nine people who came up with this phrase to me, and they said... My life is shit. Okay? And that was the phrase they came out to me with. Now, I want to say to you, there's some important principles in that. 
Because I'm not saying that as a swear word or to be trendy. But I'm saying that because that, was, that is somebody describing their position in life. And they didn't know what to do with it. And that was their condition. And I want to say to you, if that doesn't, if that doesn't do anything to you, there's a problem. There's a deep, deep problem. Because if that doesn't cause you to move, I have to say shame on you. Shame on you. They were describing a condition of pain where there was no remedy for it. No medication. And they really needed some kind of help. Okay? And as Christians, we've got the answer to that hope. It's the kingdom is near. The kingdom is near. Because we've got the words of life. Okay? And when somebody says that to you, it makes you do something. Can I tell you, first things, don't be offended by stuff that you hear. I mean, if anybody's offended by what I've just said, come and speak to me afterwards. But I want to say to you, don't be offended. Push in. Push in. Because there's stuff behind it. There's vulnerability afterwards. And if you're offended... I want to say, you don't know the gospel. Because let me tell you that, I, I prayed about those things. I prayed about that very word to the Lord. And you know what? He took me to two scriptures. One was Zechariah 3, verse 1 to 5. Has anybody got a Bible? I can't be bothered to look, I can be bothered to look it up, but somebody will be quicker to, than me. And the, the other one was Luke 15, the prodigal son. Okay. Jim's looking it up. Zechariah 3, 1 to 5, Jim. Oh, my goodness. Has anybody, else, has anybody got a Bible in this church or not? Oh, my goodness. I'll find it. I'll find it. My goodness. Oh, you've got it. Oh, somebody with a Bible and somebody with joy. Whatever next. Come on. <laughs> right listen to this joshua the high priest okay what did the high priest did he represented the people to god okay right yeah keep going <laughs> Beautiful. Right. Stop there. Filthy clothes. You read it. You read your concordances or your whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called. They're, um, yeah. That talks about excrement. Filthy garments of excrement. That's what that talks about. Stood in the presence of God, covered in excrement. Okay. And what's what's our Savior saying? Don't you rebuke him, Satan. Carry on. Take them off. Why? Keep it going. Keep going. Sorry.
okay. But I've seen there of filthy garments, excrement garments. You've got, you've got Satan rebuking that person. And then you've got Jesus saying, stop. Take those garments off him and give him some new ones. That's a thing of beauty, that's, that's blinking beautiful. Prodigal son, don't have to look that up. What's that about? Okay, where was the son? It was in the pig pen. What was a pig pen? To the Jewish people. Unclean. Filth. I clean pigs out, they're filthy things. Okay. Everything that that son took back to the father was offensive. Everything. But God covered him. And what we've done in the West in some respects, folks, is we've tidied up the gospel message. We've sanitized it. Okay? The only thing we can bring to Jesus, I won't say that word again, is that. That's the only thing he takes from us. But we're self-righteous and we're a bit like the older brother. Okay? We've got to stop being like that. Okay? The only thing we can give to Jesus is our rubbish. That's the only thing he takes from us. That changes your mindset. That realizes what Jesus is to you. That affects the way you deal with people. Don't ever forget it. Don't become self-righteous. Okay? Don't be like the older brother. Realize who you are. Do you know, when I talk about that story, when I talk about, when I talk about shit, before the kids come back. <laughs> come on in, kids. Yeah, sorry, I'm, 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 yeah, okay. I'm almost done, I'm almost done. Can I say to you, I met a girl who called me up, right, and said, Dave, I need to speak to you. Uh, brought up in a Christian home, miles away, drugs, all sorts of stuff. She got in my car, and she said, my life is that. And I thought to myself, I'm in here. Why? Because the Lord has anointed me to deal with that word. Okay? And I love that word. I love it because I've got something that can come against that word. And it's the goodness of God. And when people come with that word, I want to say to you that they're in trouble. Don't get all self-righteous, folks. And, you know, I look at these kids at school. The schools at the moment are really struggling. Look at what's going on in there. We need to empower them to deal with those things. Okay? Can I just read a text that my wife had this week? We, we had a girl live with us. Um, we had a girl live with us. Uh, uh, when we went to primary school, there was this... Um, it was quite an interesting school... Um, we, we went in the first year of primary school and you could tell the rest of the class had been to reception. So we were coming in, and me and Fran, and we were just the new people. And they knew we were Christians and they were all a little bit, whoo bit wild, a bit wee, you know, didn't really embrace us. And there was this one lady there who was an alcoholic and was just a, 
basically a hellraiser, really. You could just see the truck. You thought, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, she was sometimes in a terrible state and all that sort of stuff. Okay? And uh, Fran and I took her in. Okay? And we spoke the kingdom to her. And I have to say, we saw some amazing things. We saw some amazing things. And, you know, she lives away now. Is she linked in with the church? Probably not. Probably not. But I read, we had this text from her. We, we hear from her about twice a year. I have a lady resting on my sofa, a kind and sensitive woman who's been through crap. Ooh, love that word. <laughs> not a drinker, just broken. Like us all, we were sat in the garden. Uh, yeah, broken, just like us all. We were sat in the garden, and I did something I never do. I asked her if I could pray with her. She's agnostic. So I put my hand on her and prayed to the Lord, inspired by you, mate. I have nothing to give her except what I've been given, God's love. He does work in mysterious ways. It just felt dead natural. Okay? Probably not in church, but the kingdom of God is moving. Yes. Okay? It's moving in ways that we don't see. And I want to encourage us. I don't know what the, uh, what's the conclusion of my talk. I don't really know. <laughs> but, but work it out yourself. Work it out. And, and seek the Lord. I can't remember what the three Ps are. Seek, <laughs> seek, do that, do that, do that. But, but, but let's be on the move. Let's be on the move. Let's try not to do everything in our own, well, let's not do anything in our own strength, but seek his strength. Because God wants to move through you yeah. and me. And it, it, isn't, it isn't our strength, it's his strength. It's just allowing him. The God who wants to meet this broken world. And folks, we are living in a real, that word, world. And God wants to touch it. And he wants to clothe it with his righteousness. Are you in it? Are you in the promised land or are you messing around in the wilderness? Let's, let's seek the presence and let's get moving. Very good. Amen. Amen. Very good.